Good day. Welcome in. Happy Friday, everybody. This is the Bill Michaels Show. No Bill again today. Not feeling the best. Hope he's better as today goes along, and hopefully he will be back. Green and Gold Post Game Show coming up on Sunday. I'm Ben Kenny in for Bill. Grant Bills will be along in a little bit, figuring out some stuff there. It is a, a chilly Friday in the state of Wisconsin, finally. Uh, good news for watching Big Ten West football. Maybe good news even for some, you know, classic late November, mid-November Packers football. For the, for the sake of walking around and, and living, though, it is finally feels like winter. Today it finally hit across the Wisconsin. Happy Veterans Day as well to everybody. Uh, it's a prediction Friday here, and we'll be taking your calls throughout the day, 877-867-1670. How do you see these games going this weekend? Packers-Cowboys, Dallas, four-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under set at 43 where we stand today. That line is down from Dallas minus five. So maybe some money coming in, maybe some some momentum on the Packers side of it. It's a prediction Friday, uh, but there's a lot more going on as well. When you, obviously, this game on Sunday, uh, the attitude towards the team, whether the season is salvageable, things along those lines. And, and we're going to touch on that as we as we go through the day. My I guess my opening thought here and and again we'll get Grant Bills up in a little bit joining and and I'll get his take on it my opening thought is I when I break down this game and it feels like there's been side storylines to so many of these contests this year right they're in London it's all about the travel and the culture and whatever they're gonna do abroad they play the Jets and it's about LaFleur's colleagues and his brother as well and his friends and the Packers lose that one and then there's the get-right games against Washington that they lose. Then in Detroit that they lose in alarming fashion. They outgain, the Packers outgain the Lions. The defense plays really well. As I said, probably the most important part of that game was the defense. I expected the offense to hold their own. And, and they did until they got, you know, down to the goal line. And then it became an absolute disaster. This weekend, the obvious storyline is Mr. Mike McCarthy. Coming back into Lambeau Field, his first time since being fired years ago. There's been time separating, obviously, where I hope at least that the reception will be warm. I, I think it should be very warm. And Rogers out uh, his relationship with Mike. It, it feels like it's in a much better spot, definitely, than it was when McCarthy's tenure ended in Green Bay. But with with McCarthy coming into town, like all the press conferences and everything is focused on that storyline of this game. And it's a big one. And it frightens me, frankly, when I think about the contest. Matchup-wise, on on the field itself, the, the Packers are pretty much outmatched at most positions, right? Like, you look at the Cowboys' defensive line, the Cowboys' secondary. They have talent across the board there. The Cowboys' offensive line has been playing very well. Tony Pollard's running the football. Like The on-field matchup is not good. But when you add the Mike McCarthy angle to it, and uh, this is part of the reason why I feel terrible about this game, to be completely honest. First, the Packers have lost five straight. But why do I feel terrible about this game? I am, I am frightened that Aaron Rodgers will try to play hero ball and, and try to uh, maybe recreate what we saw not on the goal line in terms of the interceptions, but I I'm scared Rogers will take it upon himself 
to go beat Mike McCarthy single-handedly. And uh, frankly, Mike McCarthy might do the same thing, but he's a coach, right? And the leader of that team as a whole. Um, so uh, on the Packers side, that it will be the Aaron Rodgers show against McCarthy. And, and frankly, the Packers just don't have the personnel to do it, right? Like they, uh, when we look at the wide receiving core, this team is better when they run the ball. Yet they're 20th in rush rate. And every single time we see Rodgers go to air it out or Rodgers try to take it upon himself, Watkins can't win outside. Lazard can't win outside. Guys are hurt. It, it doesn't work. So uh, the side storyline of, of McCarthy and maybe what Rodgers' attitude entering this game would be, that frightens me a lot. 877-867-1670. Again, a prediction Friday. Grant Bills will be along in just a little bit, uh, figuring out the, the connection when it comes to him uh, calling in from from a Midwest family in lacrosse. So uh, there's that side of it. There's the Rodgers. There's the Mike McCarthy side of it. Uh, and as I mentioned, the Cowboys really having the advantage in, in most areas of this matchup. There's also, uh, so uh, this is where the analogies come into play. And uh, some use them more than others. But I, I like to, when I watch other sports or watch uh, other really games, other levels of the same sport. I, I like to try to think how it can craft how we talk about a, a game in this backyard. And most of the time, form how we talk about the Packers. So the the Cadence Bank Houston Open is this weekend. And stick with me here. I, I'm not going to get into golf. Uh, Tony Finau's in the lead. I don't. Yet, I, I was watching a little bit of the action yesterday after we got off the air. And I, I couldn't help but thinking... Uh, the course they're playing is great, but the best golf courses in America and in the world, they ask very specific questions to the golfers that are out there. Like the worst design courses and, and the ones that are not, you know, championship level, you could just uh, pull driver, bomb your way to a great score. They're not really asking a question of can irons well. Can you do all the facets of the game to score well? The best courses ask you to do everything. And you have to have an answer for the very specific questions that they ask. So when I look at the Packers and the Lions, and this is where the, the connection comes, when the Packers faced the Lions last weekend, that Lions defense is somewhat like one of the bad courses or, or a not well-designed course. Uh, uh, your local Muni, where if you put a tour guy there, he'll pull driver, he'll drive every green, and he won't actually have to hit certain shots to get around the course. That's what that Lions defense is. And, I mean, it's still somewhat remarkable that the Packers struggled as much as they did in the red zone where I, it seemed like they had, if you want to talk a golf analogy, it's it's like they had where they took driver and any consistent straight ball would lead to a great score. They're hooking everything left. Uh, they're fading everything right. They, they just couldn't hit the ball. This moves forward into the Cowboys game as as the Cowboys, to me at least, represent what a great golf course would be where their defense... You talk about their talent up front. You talk about Micah Parsons, one of the biggest game wreckers in the NFL. You talk about a talented secondary with Trayvon Diggs, who somehow finds a way to, to intercept every pass thrown his way, uh, aside from the ones where he gets beat. But his interception numbers are ridiculous. The Cowboys are going to ask the Packers offense very specific questions when it comes to all of this because their defense as a whole ranks near the top of the league, uh, number one, actually, in pro football focus, pass rush grade, part of that being Micah Parsons. They rank number three in pro football focus coverage grade, 
part of that, Trayvon Diggs. But that's where their strengths lie. And the pass rush obviously helps the coverage a lot. They're ranked 28th, however, in run defense grade, where there is a glaring opportunity for the Packers to find some rhythm if they could approach the game like they did Sunday night against Buffalo in the second half. Even though they were down, they ran the ball. It was the best this Packers team has looked all season. And it's a shame that they were already down by so much and couldn't really get anything going. So the Cowboys defense, it's going to ask very specific things of can this defense commit to running the football, actually be efficient in what they do, and not fall into the same crap we've seen all season with somewhat isolated guys outside, relying on receivers that probably can't get it done, and having Rodgers play a little bit of hero ball, right? Like they are running the same offense that they did with Devontae Adams, yet uh, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and a bunch of other guys uh, outside there. And they just don't have the personnel to do it. So it's on the floor and Rodgers to actually commit to gaining five yards at a time, gaining six yards at a time, not necessarily needing Rodgers to go win it with his arm. And that's why I go back to why I'm scared about this game is Aaron Rodgers wants to beat Mike McCarthy. Like they'll, they'll talk about it doesn't matter that much. And I go back to the Paul Chris Brett Bielema showdown in the beginning of October here in Madison. Uh, Brett Bielema talked all offseason, entering the year, during the weeks, another game for my team. But uh, my sense was very deep down, it seemed like that means a lot to uh, to Brett Bielema to come in and beat the Badgers and have some revenge, if you will, even though the term. That's what this feels like for Rodgers and McCarthy. Like, they are both approaching this game like it is. Uh, this could end up being a, the Packers Super Bowl this season. If they don't make the playoffs, I, this could be the most important game that Rodgers plays. So I'm I'm frightened that his approach will be one of somewhat uh, do it with my arm. I can do it. I'll extend plays. I need the receivers to do stuff. I, I'm frightened with that approach because that's where the Cowboys' strengths lie, and that's not how you're going to win this game. You're going to win this game if we go back to golf here by hitting the center of greens, playing consistent, running the football, I, finding some way to to control the game, keep the Dallas offense off the field, and then play from ahead. Where as soon as you start flailing with the driver or, or assisting a green, like maybe Roger, maybe they get second and 10, third and 10. They're starting to find those incompletions. As soon as you get into that, that's when disaster happens. That's where the big number can happen. And this Cowboys defense can force turnovers. So that's where I'm at with this game. Uh, not very optimistic, obviously. I, I don't really know where optimism could come from. I guess if if you have optimism, 877-867-1670, that's how you join the show. We'll talk Iowa-Wisconsin as well when we come back. It, it's a big game, it's really, especially if a couple other things fall their way. Um, but the big question on your prediction for this weekend, Cowboys and the Packers, uh, any senses of hope and can Aaron Rodgers, if he does approach this game like I'm scared he will, hero ball his way to a Packers win? So that's where we're at. When we were to Bills on the line, he'll join us for the rest of the show. I'm Ben Kenny. Again, no Bill Michaels today. 877-867-1670. We will continue the conversation next. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
day, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Bill Michael Show. No Bill today. To the rest of the network joining us, welcome. I am Ben Kenny. He is my associate, Mr. Grant Bills, as well. We're in for Bill, taking you up to 2 o'clock, sending you into the weekend. Packers-Cowboys coming up on Sunday. Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point favorites. The line is moving a bit. Matt Mitchell, who we just had on, you could find the podcast of it afterwards if you're so inclined, said a a lot of the Sharps are maybe in on the Packers because it's a big number. They're at home. You don't see Rodgers, an underdog like this. I don't know. I don't feel great about this game. Grant does not either. It is a a prediction Friday. Both of us are in the the Cowboys double-digit win camp. 877-1670 for you to chime in there. I kind of, I let it off. We are going to talk about Jordan Love in a second because there was an ESPN article that uh, mentioned a prediction for the rest of the year. Tell you what that is in about five minutes. When I think about this game though, Grant, I just, I'm frightened. Aaron Rodgers will try to play hero ball and beat Mike McCarthy. And I put that into his hip pocket, even if the Packers, you know, still continue to be bad and miss the playoffs. And that just is not the recipe for them to win this game. So I am frightened about this contest. And maybe maybe I just maybe it's cold. And maybe I'm a negative guy today. But I feel terrible. Mm. I I really do. Well, why would anyone feel good? Like a couple of weeks ago, could have talked ourselves into the buck, you know, the Bills. Oh, everybody's counting us out. The chance to get embarrassed, as Rogers says. Sunday night football. This is where they're gonna shock the world, right? Any given Sunday. All right, you talk yourself into that. I talked myself into them just smacking the Lions around last week. I don't know how you can talk yourself into this. How could you feel great? Ben, don't apologize for feeling bad. Don't apologize for feeling poor about this game. Why would anyone feel good about this game? Well, if Twitter programs sports radio, then uh, there would be no negativity allowed. You know? Not in, not Where, in Packers fandom. Well, everybody, people come onto this show and uh, talk about this show from the start of the year. And Bill, rightfully so, was pointing out some of the glaring warts on this team, even when they were three and one. And they say, oh, yeah, you're too negative. This team will be good. They'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yet he was right about pretty much all of it because it clearly has gone in a wrong direction. Um, Yeah. And just matchup wise, Grant, it's just like where the Cowboys strong. Oh, pass rush secondary. They're not going to let the Packer receivers get down the field. They are able to run the football and control the game that way. That really touched yet is the Packers defense versus Dak Prescott. But when you go through, you know, which team has the advantage where, and you could chime in if if I'm wrong on any of these offensive line at this point, you'd say the Cowboys given the revolving door, the Packers have faced defensive line. You would also say the Cowboys linebackers, secondary Dallas running back is the one where I would say green Bay. If they actually give them the football wide receiver, Cowboys tight end, probably a push, you know, Tanyan and Schultz are, are similar or Jake Ferguson, uh, Jake Ferguson revenge game is what oh. we could be seeing special teams, oh. Cowboys. And finally, and this might be where pre which team is the better quarterback entering this game coming oh, on no. Sunday. We say it's Dallas. Well, Dak is executing playing his role on the team, right? Because again, the Cowboys have become the team this year that we wanted the Packers to become, right? We just wanted our defense to ball out, Packers to run the ball, Rodgers make plays here and there, step it up and score a lot of points when necessary. 
but just kind of read the teleprompter most of the time and allow the game script to flow and allow things to just work itself out. Just put the balls on the green, as you said, Mr. Kenny. Dak is doing a really good job of that. Rodgers is not. I don't know if it's about talent or if it's about, you know, who's won more awards or anything like that. Dak is doing his job. He's clocking in every day, his nine to five, and accomplishing his job and his tasks better than Rodgers is. Right. And I mean, when they designed the team for this season, Gutekinds and the Packers, that is, all they needed Rodgers to do was operate like Dak Prescott's operating. And he has better players on the outside, no doubt. But when we talk about in the system, when they run the ball, don't turn it over, all that stuff. And to be honest, like Rodgers found a groove there. Like after Washington, I, I don't know. He, he was playing pretty well, and we saw flashes. But then it all comes to a head in the Detroit game where if, if Rodgers could have been playing like Dak Prescott and LaFleur and company and whoever designed, if they could run the ball more and actually play to their strengths, then Rodgers is by far the better quarterback. But who's playing better right now? Like who has been a, a better, who's been a bigger bonus to their teams? Even though Cooper Rush went whatever he went when Dak was gone, he didn't do anything. Right, like he threw three passes a quarter, and then they just ran. He didn't and make mistakes. Exactly. For the most part. He did what was needed. Dak brings a little more, but I, I mean, right now, who who would you rather have? Under it feels crazy to say, but I that's where I stand. And I don't know. Part of it might be the fact that the Lions game just happened and it's fresh. Where if he had played well in that game, I maybe we feel differently. But I. I go into that as to say, I mean, running back might be the one place the Packers have the advantage. And it's kind of a disaster when a, a marginal advantage at best, maybe I don't think they do. Well, the same type of uh, game planning ineptitude that the Packers would show by not giving Jones the ball. That would be the exact same ineptitude. Mr. Mike and, and company there would show if they give the ball to Zeke. Okay. I love Aaron Jones. I, and absolutely, he's tremendous. He might be the Packers' best player. He's physical. He's so balanced when he runs. Like, this might as, be as good as he's looked at any point in his Packers' career. I'm sorry. I don't want to be this guy. I know this guy. I know we say A.J. Dillon is really good and one of the best weapons, maybe the second or third best. Weapons. What have we seen this year that would back that up? Anything? No. Well. That's what I'm saying. And there was one play that kind of went viral on Twitter from the Lions game where he was wide open as a check down and sure Rogers didn't throw okay. him the ball. I mean, John Kuhn and Brandon Jackson used to be wide open for check downs all the time too. Like I, I get it. AJ Dillon is a fine running back. I'm just, we came into this year saying he's, he's going to be one of your best weapons and you can do all these different things. Man, he has not blown me away once this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. And I guess Aaron Jones, Injury and being banged up like last game where they kind of held him out. And yeah, that has not helped at all. Um, but I, I completely agree. And it's kind of just looks like the offense has been trying to run uphill for a lot of the time yes. anyway. Yes. And Dylan's part of that, but by no means is that the, uh, is that what we saw last playoffs or towards the end of last season when he really got going and he was a weapon. Um, I, I think it's a true, he, he looks the best when everyone else is also playing well situation with him 877-867-1670 predictions for Sunday uh nor feel good about this contest Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau all that stuff we we could take your call predictions for that I also want to want to throw Iowa Wisconsin in here before the Jordan Love grant um 
Wisconsin should win this game, but the spread is next to even. The total is tiny. You're going to Kinnick. I, I think this is one of the bigger coin flip games you'll ever find. So I, I can't give an official prediction on it. Well, I was listening to Kenny and Heilprin last night. Fantastic program. You and Zach were killing it in Sun Prairie at Monks. Zach made the uh, made, excuse me, this game seem very simple. Like it came down to turnovers and that's it. Is that an oversimplification or is that as much as we need to know about this game? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, that's it. Well, at least we know the circumstances tomorrow. <laughs> Not a complicated game we're all setting ourselves up for. Well, it's funny because maybe you could talk about the Packers-Cowboys game in this in this lens as well. Every time a certain unit is on a field in Wisconsin-Iowa, you know exactly who has the advantage. When Iowa's offense is on the field against Wisconsin's defense, they should not be able to drive the field. I, I mentioned the golf course angle of can the course ask direct questions from the player? That's what the best courses do. You have to drive the whole field. You have to uh, be able to hit different shots what Iowa's offense will be faced with if they have to drive the whole field. You can say the same about Wisconsin's Cowboys are uh, when the Cowboys defense is on the field. It's kind of a matchup where you're talking about a top of the line defense and a struggling offense where I guess the thing that can also keep the Packers in the game is along those lines too. What if we get a uncharacteristic four to a three to nothing turnover differential and then boom, there's your game. But uh, I guess we have to preface this all by it's the NFL and crazy things are possible and turnovers yeah. often decide games. But yeah, uh, turnovers will decide Wisconsin, Iowa, no doubt. Eight seven seven eight six seven six. You want to you chime in on that? Do it. Uh, predictions for the weekend. Grant, we have a Twitter question. I've decided okay. to run with this at Ben Z. Kenny, which team has the quarterback advantage on Sunday? The Packers or the Dallas Cowboys? Um, you and, use the word provocative a lot. It's one of my favorite things about you. This is a classic Ben Kenny provocative masterpiece right here. That's what that's what sports radio is about. You know, um, I side with Dallas when it comes to Sunday. With an asterisk, so the quarterback has more help. I accept that, but I guess I, I'd rather have that offense with that quarterback running. Um, Dak so, Prescott, as they say, under the assignment better than Rodgers, right? And I, look, the 49ers have shown us for years, you don't need the You need the quarterback that plays his role, reads the teleprompter, and understands his role in his assignment. Jimmy G has done that. Jimmy G's not any good, right? But he keeps beating Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. 877-867-1670. The days of the game manager quarterback, they feel like they're over, right? When you see Mahomes and Josh Allen and Rodgers for the last two years and Brady and all them play, you feel like a Jimmy G can't go win it. But then you see how the league adapts to those to those players. Like Josh Allen against the Jets, yeah, he got hurt at the end, but he looked terrible because they're, they're trying to take away all the explosive plays and they force them to take bit by bit. You feel like a game manager could have more success under those circumstances. Or when you put Debo and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and uh, real weapons around a quarterback, which I guess is kind of a foreign concept. Uh, I'm trying to think of a golf analogy. Maybe golfing isn't the right way to go. I'm certainly <laughs> not the person to think of the golf analogy, but the, the balance that needs to be found on every team in the league is running scripted plays, executing offense, going with the ball where it's supposed to be time. And then 
the one out of every 10 times when you need to be brilliant, you be brilliant. The problem is quarterbacks, they go off script too much, like Mahomes and Allen. That's when they get in trouble. Rodgers, if there's a quarterback who's capable of making outside of the pocket plays, brilliant plays, and yet only taps into that when absolutely necessary, they, I mean, they'd run the league. They'd bring the, the league to heel, but no one can do it. None of these quarterbacks can help themselves. And I don't know the analogy to use for that. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I, I think when, when you find the best offenses in football too, like you could go to or Philly. Also, what do they do? They are, they are perfect at having something schemed around the quarterback strengths where I, if you watch uh-huh. the chiefs play, if you watch the Eagles play guys run open, that doesn't happen in green Bay anymore. And part of that is the personnel, but also it, they're schemed to go win on islands, but they can't win on islands. And then that kind of is a detriment to the quarterback as well. And it makes life harder. No doubt. Eight, seven, I think that's why go ahead. Sorry. No, go. I was just going to say really quickly. That's what Mike Holmgren was great about in the nineties. And that's what Andy Reid is great at. And I think we've talked about this. They create an offense that's scripted and it's set up in a way to help the quarterback. But when the quarterback executes the offense, it feels like they're doing it all. Like Mahomes seems to be going off script a lot, but I think that's the way he ends it up. Like he likes to create this environment to allow Mahomes to do his thing. It's intentional, but Mahomes walks away from the play thinking I was able to find this and do that. And I think that's that. So few coaches and quarterbacks are able to strike Reed and, and Holmgren are two great examples. Yep. No doubt. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. If you want to chime in, do it. Predictions for the weekend thoughts on where the advantages might lie for the Packers. Do they have one at quarterback? You can take your phone calls when we return. Um, I, I wanted to get this out there as well, Grant. And we will talk about it throughout the day today. An article on ESPN came out earlier today, and it was a bunch of writers and analysts predicting things, uh, predicting the rest of the NFL season. And one of these articles, I obviously recently had said and confirmed former reports that wide receivers, young wide receivers were not happy with maybe being scapegoated for early struggles. We went through that earlier this week. This one, Dan Graziano, senior NFL reporter, gives his prediction for the rest of the year. Quote, Jordan Love will start at least two games for the Packers. He goes on to say, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to like it, but I'm thinking the three and six Packers, once mathematically eliminated, need to force themselves to not care. Per ESPN's FPI, Green Bay is in 8% of the playoffs right now. They don't know whether Rodgers will be back next season, and it is unlikely they can, uh, to tell them his intentions. And they don't know yet what they have in love. They're 24. Love only has one start since getting drafted. Um, I think that number might be two the end of last season, or maybe he took over for Rodgers after a series. I forget. Uh, only 71 career throws. Grant Bills, I ask you, and then we will open up the phone lines going forward. Over under two games started by Jordan Love this season, where we stand today, mm-hmm. which would you take? And a push is not an option. Uh, well, you got to set it at a half. I think two games is a very realistic number, but I, I think he would start three more likely than he would start one. Two and a because, half. Because, oh, okay, then I would take under two and a half and I'd, I'd set it at two. I think it's going to be more than one, though, because I think when this team is mathematically eliminated, they'll find a way with Rodgers to, like, shut him down with his thumb or something. It's going to be hard, though, Ben. It's so easy in theory to say, well, they got to get a look at love. See what the feet. But, man, they gave Rodgers 
50 million bucks. That really changed the power dynamic of what the Packers can and can't do. It's not as, it's not as simple as just saying, Hey Rogers, we want to get a look at love. It's not going to be that easy. I know in theory it is. I still think they find a way to get love. Some time is going, but it's going to be a bumpy ride. I would argue they after like after this is after they're eliminated. I don't want to champion any love angle of putting him in before they are eliminated because undoubtedly they have a better chance at reaching a ceiling, which kind of seems impossible now, but Aaron Rodgers is there until they are eliminated this season. But I don't think you can go into the future without knowing exactly what you have in love. And yes, we saw him last year, but that was a, that was a year ago. That start against Kansas City, number one, on the road. Number two, that was a long time ago in his yep. in his quarterback life, in his development. And I, I don't know. He showed fine signs in the preseason. I think you have to know because it's a big financial question you're going to have to answer. The worst case scenario here, Grant, yeah. is not that um, Jordan Love starts and is bad here in Green Bay, okay. in my opinion. The worst case scenario the Packers could find themselves in is if Jordan Love goes somewhere else and becomes great. Well, yeah. Yeah. So how how can you make that decision on whether to keep him around and whether to actually move forward without actually knowing what you have in him? So because I think they will be eliminated eventually, you got him let him play the last two, three games. And I I also something we should probably talk about. What's the expectation Packers? Like, how much should they know about love? Like, should they be 50%, 60% sure? He's been there three years. I know he hasn't played in games, but they got to have a pretty good idea, even without playing him this year, whether he's the guy or not, right? Like, they should have a pretty good idea. Yep. Um, okay. I want to touch on that when we come back. Let's do it. I have injury updates for a significant Cowboy player. I have an injury update for a very significant Packers player that I not will good. pass along. When we return, 877-867-1670 will take your calls as well. Who is the quarterback advantage on Sunday when the Packers and Cowboys take the field? Predictions for the game um, and come late in the season if they're eliminated, are they better start love and figure out what he is camp. A lot more to come. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin Sports Blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.